you choose a word of the year? Today, we're going to explore how we lose track of our focus and how to finish the year strong. It's all right here on the Joy Finding Podcast. I'm Kate Woolsey, your holistic life coach and host of the Joy Finding Podcast, where we explore simple, sustainable ways to find more joy and fulfillment in your day-to-day life. Today, as we explore words of the year, I'll share my word for 2022, why it doesn't always look like we thought it would, and share a few tips on how to choose your word for next year. It all starts right now. Let's dive in. So my dear friend Christy introduced me to the concept of a word of the year about seven years ago. She had started doing it and told me how much she liked it. And like so many people, I had sort of gotten disenchanted with the idea of New Year's resolutions because they always seem to trail off and leave me feeling not so great about myself. So when my friend Christy told me about a word of the year and explained that you basically choose a word and let it guide you, I thought, yeah, that sounds like something I can handle. I asked her what she liked about it, and she told me. She liked that when she would start out in January, she'd have one interpretation of the word. But as the year unfolded and the months went by, her understanding of the same word would morph. She would end the year with a much deeper and different understanding of something she already really valued. Hmm, interesting. I decided to give it a try. Believe it or not, the first word I ever chose was joy. And this year, the word I chose in January was immersion. Over the years, I've chosen words such as forward, alignment, balance, bliss, love, gratitude, and more. And since I've started choosing a word of the year, I also have had an experience similar to Christie's where I start out with one idea of the word and I let it guide me and shift my understanding of that word and the way that I interact with that concept in my day-to-day life. That's something I really enjoy. But I've also come to realize a few other lessons about what we can gain from our word of the year, and I'm excited to share those with you today. So when I chose the word immersion to guide me in January, much like many of you, I had an idea of what that word meant to me. In my case, I thought of immersion as surrendering to something, of being taken over in a gentle, intentional way, of surrounding yourself. And for me, it made a lot of sense because as some of you know, I'm an American living in the Netherlands, and this was the year that I decided to take up learning the Dutch language. So even though we've lived here for four years, I've been very, very fortunate to get by uh, with just Mbeche Nederlands, which means a little Dutch, because so many of the people here speak such phenomenal English. So I'm actually super spoiled. But since my daughter started school at a Dutch school last fall, I realized very quickly that the need for me to learn Dutch was becoming more and more important. Plus, since we've made the commitment to stay here more long term, I also realized that it's such a good opportunity to learn a language and to do so in the context of living in that culture and that environment. So I decided that this would be the year that I would really commit myself to learning Dutch and 
as true to the word I chose, allow myself to truly be immersed. So I started the year off really strong and dutifully. I was going to my weekly Dutch lessons where I was privileged enough to have a private tutor help me. And I also was watching Netflix shows in Dutch with English subtitles. And I was reading some books in Dutch and giving it my best shot. It was really fucking hard, to be honest. (laughs) It's difficult to pronounce. It's hard to constantly be thinking in that way. It felt like even when I would go to places and people would start speaking Dutch, I still felt sort of lost. And even if I wasn't as lost, I certainly didn't feel like I could keep up with the conversation in Dutch. So I was certainly immersed. That was for sure, just as I had asked. And immersion was really freaking hard. Even in a place where I'd already lived for four years, even in a place where I can very easily fall back on English or ask my husband or my daughter to translate for me, it's still hard to carry. And so I did what everybody does. I mean, hopefully, I don't know about you, but when things get hard, I tend to wind down. I slow things down a little bit, right? So I didn't watch as many shows in Dutch and started switching them back into English. I let the books that I had bought in Dutch kind of gather a bit of dust on my nightstand and didn't dig into them quite as frequently. I still went to my Dutch lessons every week. And I still read the occasional bedtime story to my daughter in Dutch, but I definitely opted for the English ones when I could. And at some point, my Dutch teacher and I had a conversation about where my Dutch was going and how I wanted it to advance. And one of the exercises that we did together was actually draw a staircase. And I was the one that was responsible for filling out, listing the steps that would take me from where I was now to where I wanted to go in my Dutch which is actually a tool I use with my clients. So as I was filling out my staircase, I realized I actually did want to get to the place of understanding and being able to speak and basically enhance my relationships with the people in my neighborhood, right? Like I'd like to be able to speak better with my neighbors. And I realized the ways that I was adding the steps to get there was practicing language and reading and things like that. But the thing that would really take me the furthest was speaking. And my teacher was not surprised at all to see this. (laughs) She said the thing about learning language is that we think that it's a theoretical practice. And in reality, it's a practical application of a theory. So we can learn it in our minds, but we will never master it unless we practice it in our day-to-day lives. Oh boy, as a life coach, let me tell you, that got me. I understood. I understood. These are the things I help my clients with and myself with day after day, right? It's all about taking steps. It's all about practice. It's all about the willingness to be imperfect and just put yourself out there and give it a try. And the more and more we put ourselves out there and give it a try, the easier it all becomes. And wouldn't you know, it was the exact same way with my Dutch. So fast forward, we're now in about May and we are celebrating King's Day or Koningsdag as it's referred to here, which is the King's birthday. So it is a national holiday here. Everybody is off of work. Mostly everybody is dressed in orange and they have a big celebration in the square. And 
I ended up volunteering to watch my daughter and two of her friends from school at the festivities. So there I was. My daughter speaks both English and Dutch, and she's a really good translator. But when you've got three kids sort of running in different directions at a big festival like this, you can imagine how much I relied on my scrappy Dutch to get me through. And boy, was I surprised with how much I knew. When I was put into a situation where I had no other option but to speak Dutch to these young kids, I found a way to make it work. When I was truly immersed, like I had asked, like I had set the intention for, right, at the beginning of the year, it all came together. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. Did I have every idea what I was saying? Goodness, no. Was my pronunciation great? I certainly doubt it. But was I able to make it work? Absolutely. And as I bumped into neighbors and other parents from the school, I was able to greet them in Dutch. I got more and more comfortable just saying a few things that I did know in Dutch. And the thing that was really amazing was how much feedback I got. Everybody noticed right away that I was kind of utilizing my Dutch. And they said, wow, I can't believe you're speaking Dutch. Kate, I didn't realize you took Dutch. Kate, where are you learning Dutch? And it was really great feedback for me, both that I can speak imperfectly and get by. And as I do that, I also gain a much higher understanding of my language and also just how much magnification there was of my original intention, right? I wanted to speak Dutch to become closer in my relationships with those of my community, and it absolutely happened, right? All of a sudden, my learning Dutch wasn't just a tool for us to communicate a little bit better, but it was also seen as a symbol, and it was something for us to talk about, right? About us getting more immersed in our local culture and community. So coming to terms with our word and really having it invigorate our daily life is not without challenge. Even though these are the words that we invite into our lives and that represent things that we care about, it can still be challenging to let them in the door, right? They still demand us to rise. They still demand us to grow in our depth of understanding in the ways in which we interact with the world around us and the way that we perceive ourselves and are willing to take those little steps forward. I love words of the year because not only do they set a tone or an umbrella for the way in which we move through the 12 subsequent months, but we forget about them. It's not as concrete as setting a specific goal of I'm going to do XYZ for five minutes a day. It is very much more abstract, which I love because it gives us room to sort of move in an organic way as we dance with our lives and as things unfold. And then, oh yeah, we can kind of call that back into focus as we need to. This happened to me recently. My husband got us tickets to go see a concert and Somehow I forgot that it was actually not just a concert, but an opera. Not just an opera, but I, if I get this right, it was like an Austrian composer with a lang, like an Italian performer that was now translated into German and being performed in the Netherlands. So when we went 
to this opera, I was mixed on what to expect and sat down in the front row. And as I looked up at the stage and the piano sitting there, I got instantly excited, right? Just being immersed in the stage, in the theater, in your seat, in the ambiance that they had created to welcome us into the space. And then as the performers took the stage and began to sing, I was just mesmerized. I was completely immersed and completely enchanted by every single note from the pianist to the soprano to the guy that was there singing. I don't know what range he was in, but he was lovely as well. I mean, it was just beautiful and it was just amazing to me, right? That like they're singing in a language I do not recognize or understand. And yet I see these people at the height of their own personal alignment where like you can tell that they are doing exactly the thing that they were put here to be doing, which is musical performance because it is just radiating out of every cell and every pore of their being. And also like the emotion that they were sharing through their song was like piercing my own heart, right? So I have no idea what they're saying. And yet there are tears welling up in my eyes and coming down my cheeks because I'm so enraptured by what they are singing and the heartbreak and the love story and all of the saga and drama that they're sharing with us. Even though I have no idea what it is, it is resonating within me. And I love that emotional connection and the idea that it can be so strong. It transcends not just language, but I mean, any rational understanding, I would say, right? I think we all have moments like this and they kind of catch us off guard. Even when I'm off to see a concert and in my mind, I'm just going to like spend time with my husband and, oh yeah, it's an opera. Ugh, will I like it? And then all of a sudden it's like you're kind of smacked upside the head with this beauty and this radiance and this gift It just helps me remember what a novice I am when it comes to like what is to be seen and delighted in around me and that how much we have to gain when we can allow ourselves to try new things or to be even open-minded when we can keep our hearts open, how much rushes in to meet us. We can experience the gift of immersion, not just by placing ourselves in an immersive experience, but by being open to the concept of immersion, right? By just going with an open heart and being willing to surrender and being willing to give it over and to be willing to be caught in awe in this delicate, intentional sensation It is always available to us. It's just a matter of allowing. These were some of the experiences that I had interacting with my word of the year over the past 11 months so far. And you may be wondering, yeah, sure, Kate, these are great stories. Thanks for sharing, I guess. But let's talk about what it has to do with you, right? What I've learned about interacting with our words of the year is one, 
It is often challenging in that we don't get the word that we have signed up for. We get the building blocks and the pieces and the blueprint and the architect to create in our lives the word which we've asked for, right? So this means if our word is immersion, we might be very fragmented from different pieces of our lives that we then have to integrate and then let wash over us. If our word of the year is ease, this means we might find ourselves coming up against things that absolutely are difficult. If our word is flow, we might find ourselves being stuck. And I just want to remind you that these types of things are intentional because in overcoming these, what appear to be opposites of the thing in which we hope to acquire, that is in fact how we acquire that mastery, right? I don't just wake up being grateful. I wake up with the context in which to find gratitude, which could look like a lot of pain or a lot of loss or a lot of hardship where suddenly I can appreciate and have gratitude towards the simple things in my life. I also want to remind you that it might show up in totally different ways. For example, I expected my immersion to be experienced in how I spoke Dutch, but I also got to experience it when I went to the opera with my husband. We need to be paying attention and open to how this word invites itself into our lives, especially when it's in unexpected ways. Because here we gain such great lessons to the dimension of what that word really has to offer in our lives. For me, at the opera, it was translating the word immersion to absolute wonderment. That is a totally different experience than being immersed in the Dutch culture and holding myself accountable to learn to speak the language better, right? What a richer understanding the universe offered me through that experience. As you come to choose your word for the upcoming year, I invite you to first reflect back and see how your understanding of your word of the year has shifted and changed and challenged you. You can ask yourself first, how did it show up for me in expected ways? How did it meet my expectations? Where was I looking for it and I saw it just as I thought that I would? And then I want you to ask yourself, where did I see the exact opposite of my word? What did that feel like and what did that teach me? And lastly, I want you to ask yourself, where was I surprised to find a new definition of my word? Where did I see my word appearing to me in unexpected ways? How is that shifting my understanding of that word and of myself and my capacity to interact in the world in that light? When it comes to choosing your word for next year, I suggest doing this reflective exercise and then 
asking yourself what you'd like to see in the year ahead and give yourself a couple of words, like three to five words, three to five values. And either one of those words will rise to the top or what often happens for me is a word that sort of connects all of those different words and aspects will come to my consciousness. And that is the word that I'll choose. And if you have a process that you like to follow when you choose your word of the year, I would love to hear it. So put it on social media, tag me on Instagram. I would really love to hear the story for how you go about choosing your word of the year. And if you're having a little bit of trouble or you're feeling a little bit stuck with how to get to your word of the year, feel free to reach out to me at Kate Woolsey on Facebook or bliss.bykate on Instagram and just go ahead, pop right into my DM, say, hey, I heard your podcast. These are the words that I'm thinking of for 2023. Can you help me find the common theme? This is one of my gifts and I am happy to share it with you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on the Joy Finding Podcast. My name is Kate and I wish you the very best finding joy in your day-to-day life. Cheers.